Fantastic. Now we're live. Yeah, hey. how you doing? I'm not bad, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I figured out. I had to go, had to go out to YouTube to get to the chat. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit confusing. These are things that I should mention, but because of the whole amateur hour situation, I forget to let do that sort of thing. Like, please get here 10 minutes early. So you have to say to me, should I get that 10 minutes early? I'm like, yeah, okay. It's probably a good idea, actually. <laughs> uh, it's all good fun now. And also... Jeff's now approving of the intro music, so all the things are starting to fall into place, you know. We're getting there slowly but surely. Anyway, thanks very much for joining me. And uh, thank you for recognizing the fact that we have the whole daylight saving time thing going on. Uh, <laughs> oh, you thought it was going to be an hour earlier, but it was yeah, not. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an hour earlier. I'm like, joined, I'm trying to join. I'm like, hey, it's not. Then I was like, oh. <laughs> I went to the countdown. It's like, oh, it's still an hour away. Oh. To be honest, that's one of the reasons that when I like, post tweets and stuff, I always make sure I tag the person. I was like, because it's like, just in case there's some kind of confusion, I'll try to like just really get it all set. But yeah, these these things happen. I, I was meant to do a talk, it was like mid last year, and I still feel terrible about the fact that I completely got the time mixed up and I was late by about 24 hours due to the whole midnight on the 23rd and I was like okay so it's midnight and then I was oh no that's I've made a terrible mistake um so yeah what are you gonna do anyway no one no one wants to hear that sort of thing mate um do you want to say a little bit about yourself and who you are what do you do and and uh, we'll get later to why Microsoft hates you I suppose <laughs> yeah sure uh so Greg Deckler vice president at a regional consulting firm in the states called Fusion Alliance uh, I live in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, I'm a Microsoft MVP for data platform, uh, super user on the Power BI community site, I've written uh, a couple books now uh, <laughs> on, on Power BI, and uh, the latest one was being, it was Learn Power BI second edition, um, and then I wrote the first edition a few years ago, and they wanted mm. it updated because you know how much stuff, everything changes in Power BI desktop constantly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I've recently, I've been writing some external tools for Power BI. So okay. that's kind of me in a nutshell. Not bad. That's a, that's an impressive nutshell, i got to say. <laughs> um, we'll get the tools, no doubt. You're um, based in, in Indiana, right? Is it correct? Uh, the, the, the headquarters for the company is in Indiana. Yep. Okay. Fair enough, sir. I, I saw that, and then it. Um, I always notice when I see Indiana because of um, that's where the greatest basketball movie of all time is is located Hoosiers. About I, Hoosiers? I love Hoosiers it's such a cool film <laughs> yeah I, it is I, I met a few guys from from Indianapolis uh say a few years ago it's not a few years ago it was like back in 2004 when I'm getting old so it feels like a few years ago and uh yeah we spoke about Hoosiers and drank beer and kept talking about Hoosiers it's a very cool film anyway um so no but you're but you're, that's not where you're based that's where the the, the company's based yeah yeah, I get to so, Indiana. I get to Indianapolis every once in a while. Though I haven't been there recently because of all the COVID stuff going on. So, there's a you've had a decent reason to not travel, right? This is that's fair. Yeah. I've been at home for like two years working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I basically haven't moved from this chair to be honest. It's just it's it's the tower exists now in my chair with the window boarded over because I hate sunlight so much. So I'm just gonna like I literally have done that by the way. There's like instead of having a blind, I was like it's gonna be so much easier just to like put a panel of wood over this window and that's what I did. I was like, a, I'm like a vampire. It's really pathetic. Oh, it's less expensive too, man. The, the, the prices they charge for drapes and curtains, man. Holy Tell me about it. <laughs> well, you know, get it. Well, until the wood prices shot through the roof. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wood's cheap. <laughs> and, and, and the holes were already, I didn't have to have to, have to drill in the window frame. They were already there. It's fantastic. It was like, great. Didn't have to get in trouble from my wife. Don't drill the window. Someone else already did that. I'm not breaking anything. They're fantastic. Anyway, see how we digress talking about window frames and wood. Microsoft hates Greg. So I'm sure you've asked it, you've answered this question so many times, but it's the first time I'm speaking to you. So what's a bit, a, a bit of background, if, if that's okay? Why, what did you do to them, mate? <laughs> well, I mean, it's written, it was, it was a joke, right? In terms of Maybe a running joke that's been carried a little too far, but in fact, I, I think I'd, I'm going to be on with the Power BI Community Show uh, next week on Monday, oh, cool. and so I had to change the uh, had to change I changed my GitHub repository to Microsoft Hearts Greg's Quick Measures instead of 
Microsoft hates Greg's quick measures, so <laughs> they can share the link. <laughs> Nicely done. Nice one. <laughs> I might change it back afterwards. We'll have to see. But yeah, it was. Uh, I got into a discussion on the forums, and I won't go into that whole mess. Um, but again, <laughs> but uh, basically, somebody was like, "Well, you don't like what I'm saying because you know you write all those quick measures in the in the Power BI desktop." And I'm like, "Well, actually, you know, I've written like 200 quick measures in the Quick Measures Gallery, but." Microsoft's never included one of my quick measures in Power BI Desktop. Because, um, you know, some other ones have. Like, there's a couple ones, like there's a regression one out there from Vanel, mm -hmm. and then there's one from Chris Webb on, like, star ratings and things like that. Yeah. And so, like, after I posted that, I'm like, this light bulb went off in my head, and I and I just, I'm like, that would make a funny blog article. Like, I could make that, I could write that in, like, in a way that would just be hysterical. At least, I, I have a weird sense of humor, so, okay. But You're in a good company, but, so I wrote this blog article, I mean, like instantly in my head, right? And so it's a, the blog article is Microsoft hates Greg's quick measures that on LinkedIn and a couple other places. And it's, you know, it, it's just, okay. it's a complete farce, you know, but it kind of takes perspective like, well, you know, Microsoft hates me. So I'm just going to go out and write my own tool to do quick measures and blah, you know, just, and it yeah. talks about lemon tree genocide and it has like global journal <laughs> carnage and it's got all, all, you know, and I had this thing all written in my head. Um, but then I realized I'm like, oh crap! To make to pull this off, I actually have to write the tool, right? I actually have to write something and create mm -hmm. something. I can't get away with because I did a my 150th quick measure out in the gallery. I, it was a joke, right? I I did this long blog article about how I used machine learning to like parse all the answers within the forums, and then all you have to do is go out there and type any you know random question, and it'll it'll come back with the answer, you know, from the forums and everything. And really, all it was was a magic eight ball. And it just, you know, had the little, you know, magic eight ball answers, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a complete joke. Um, Love it. So, yeah. So, anyway, I had this thing all written in my head. Um, and I, I thought it was a great, you know, funny blog article. Mm. But then I had to write it. So, I sat down over a weekend and taught myself how to write C-sharp WPF application. And, you know, basically. Over the weekend, right? Like you do. <laughs> well, thank God for K Uncross Metadata Translator. So, you know, it's out there as open source, MIT license. And so I'm like, I'm just going to hack hack this thing up, which is exactly what I did. So, but learned a lot. You know, there's not a lot of original code left, but mm. I learned a lot from wow. K-Uncross code, man, and, and how to do things properly and stuff. So, That's and then, of course, I did everything, you know, the way I do things, which is just hacked it in and made it work. So. <laughs> Hacking in to make it work. That sounds like a good work day. Yeah, it's about right. Why didn't they include any of your quick measures though? That I don't understand. What was? Well, I mean, I don't. You know, I, there's only been like maybe three or four that have ever made it from the quick measure gallery into the tool, and I don't think I'm not sure if quick measures in Power BI Desktop. I'm not sure what the telemetry is on that, but it it doesn't mm. seem to get a lot of love in general mm. from Microsoft, right? I mean, it, it only has like it started out with maybe 26 quick measures, yeah. and now it's got like 30. Yeah. And that's since, you know, that's six years or so of mm. development. It just doesn't, I don't know if it's not used enough, if they have telemetry on it that says people don't use it or I don't know. Um, I, I admit I used to recommend people not use it um, <laughs> simply because I think, okay, so my, trying to explain myself here. I, um, I really like using Power Query and M. Um, but the quick for me, the the um, the applied steps on in Power Query, they are very good at kind of helping you learn from yourself, right? You can do something, and then you can see the code behind that step. It's not perfect. There are some things you can actually do better yourself sometimes, or you know, also worse yourself if you try and do it. But you get my point. You can kind of learn from your um, from 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 your own work. Um, but I found maybe it's not the case anymore. That when I was using quick measures, sometimes they were written and they included a lot of the stuff that you just didn't need. So it's like, and for that reason, I was saying people who were just starting with Power BI, don't use them because it might confuse you and take you away from the facts of what is actually in a measure. You know, that might be terrible advice. I've given terrible, I've even probably given worse advice than that before, to be honest. Um, but I always kind of like shy away. But then recently, I've kind of had a look at them and I thought maybe. I've just become less grumpy and cynical and actually they're actually not so bad. Or maybe they haven't proved. I actually don't know. But there aren't a great deal. And it was always my impression that they were going to kind of really expand this out and it was going to be this awesome place where you could just go and, and click on stuff and you'd have pretty much save a few things, of course, what you needed. So 
fair point. I kind of that was my really long way, winded way of agreeing with what you were saying. No, and I don't disagree with you. I, I never really used quick measures too much mm. when you know in Power BI desktop. It was there were just too many limited scenarios and you know things just didn't quite fit and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like well, that doesn't quite fit exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, yeah. And I maybe that's why they've never really expanded upon them too much or whatever. But perhaps um, I don't know. It's difficult to create templates for sure. I mean, you know about it. You've done you've done your um. Oh, what? Oh, man, you haven't even mentioned it. What's, what's the, 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 the acronym again? Oh, Mushtukum. 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 Yeah, M-S-H-G-Q-M. M-S. So Microsoft hates Greg Quick Measures. Say it again? I'm so bad at this ridiculous. Yeah, Mushtukum. M-S-H. So M-S Mush Microsoft hates yeah. Greg's Quick Measures. So, yep. M-S-H-G-Q-M. I think it was actually one of the, one of the Power BI developers that actually... I, you know, because in the blog article was like, yeah, I tried to make this thing so it can't be acronized, which I just remember <laughs> the word acronized, right? <laughs> and, and one of the Power BI developers is like, oh, that's Mushkukum. I'm like, ah, oh, you've thwarted my attempt, you know, to not have this thing acronized. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, a big fan of um, acronizing. Is that the word that we're using? I'm a, I'm a big fan of acronizing things that usually aren't, I guess, such as. PBIX would be a classic example. We had I, in my previous job, we had this. Um, we use SAP, and there were so many different codes that you would use for different statuses from different things. And I would just start saying it because I just assumed that everyone said, was said the same thing. Like, would have a company that, for example, that was you couldn't use it anymore. It was a B01D. It was called B01D. So, like, can you just come? I said, no, it's Boyd. I'm like, what the hell is Boyd? I'm like, it's B01D. It's Boyd. B O. Zero one day. It looks like Boyd, right? Like this is that's not going to take off. And I was like, I don't care. I'm still saying it. <laughs> See, you you can say the long winded vision. I'm saying Boyd. I don't care what you think. I should have known somebody from Microsoft would be able to acronize it because those guys have a bajillion different acronyms for. I mean, trying to understand them once in a while when they get rolling about their internal jargon is just insane. It's like, <laughs> wait, what was that you just said? It's like the the first month of learning is just acronyms. It's yeah. It, when you when you speak to someone and they or like you, actually worse when you get an email and the email has like three or four different acronyms in it and you have no idea what any and you can't Google them if the if the company acronyms how are you gonna know that so you gotta res respond like an idiot can you please just use the actual words I have no idea what you're saying <laughs> um B zero one D not G close enough though my B zero one D Boyd. I hope that wasn't some kind of really, really sensitive information I've given out about my former employee. I don't think it was. Um, but if it was, what they can do, find me. I don't work there anymore. Um, exactly. Is this so, one second, but is this something that you can kind of push to get released, generally released into Power BI? That would be cool. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, uh, Kelly K is trying to put me in touch with one of the developers because I, I got an issue with uh, Metadata Mechanic, which is another tool. And it's basically designed to mass set. So Mushkukum is is designed to like put quick measures on steroids, right? You can create measures with it, create columns with it. You can see the code before you actually, you know, hit create in the model. You can set metadata, uh, you know, as you're creating the measures. And it's got about 200. It's got over 200 quick measures, including all the default ones that are included with Power BI Desktop, plus a bunch of the ones that I've created over the years and other ones from the quick measures gallery in that. So that's that's Mushkukum. Then metadata mechanic is so you can mass set um, and automatically set all your metadata for all your different fields. So if you want to turn like all your whole number columns into and, and create a, you know, have them have a thousand separator, right? It's designed to do that just in mass um, throughout your entire data model. But if you use it and set too much metadata, it tends to crash Power BI desktop. Yeah. So it's like a Power BI desktop sitting there, it just spins like it can't. It's like, ah, yeah. there's too much, too much has changed. Yeah, so that'd be a to work with them. So maybe I'll talk to them about like, hey, maybe we can uh maybe we can work together to get, you know, get an improved quick yeah. measure experience within Power BI desktop natively. That'd be like beneficial for everyone, really. I mean, you say yourself, I mean, I'm sure Microsoft do you want to do some quick measures? Otherwise, it wouldn't exist, right? No one likes to have a feature that's this that's sitting there. They kind of know they should work on it. They don't have the people to assign to it. They've got this stuff going on. That being said, you know what it is? This is, a, this is something kind of related, but I'm just going to go off on a, a small tangent anyway. 
I always like try to be like respectful about the stuff that happens in Power BI because I know it's people's jobs and you know it, um, they work really hard and that kind of stuff. However, if one of the features that you include on an update is you can now put pie charts in maps, like I kind of reserved to write. They're going like, what else could you have done instead of putting a pie chart? Can I swear uh, in a fucking map? Because like seriously, the only people who are going to use that are people who are going to hate and should have their license revoked. Okay, so. You could have put a bar chart in, people would be happy with that. Why would you put your devote time? There are so many things. And I saw a pie chart and I was like, okay, just don't tweet. Don't be a dick about it. Just like, um, so there we're going to do. It's just insane. Um, anyway, I forgot. No, I, mean, I, I, I understand you because uh, like, uh, like uh, Chelsea Iden, when she created the custom format strings, right? That was, I mean, that was a, a problem for like four years. And I had gone to the MVP summits and I had I had talked to all of, you know, the Power BI developers and explained to them why this was a problem. And mm. it usually was a problem because you couldn't display like HH colon MM colon SS in a in a bar chart as the Y axis. Right. Because you'd have to use format and then that changes the text. And, and I mean, so it was like, you know, four. I thought, why did this problem take four years to solve? Mm. You know, but thankfully, Chelsea Iden came in as an intern and fixed it. <laughs> Wow, crazy! But this thing, and, and that's I can understand that if you just if you people are assigning you kind of constantly prioritizing other stuff, I, I I can get that. It's really, I mean, everyone's been in the situation where you're in the corner of your eye for so long. You're, okay, when I get that, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to fix it. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so I, I I do get it. But that just there was something about that update that just unleashed my inner grumpy. It's not that hard to unleash it, to be honest. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just like it's just it's 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 waiting for someone to, someone to set it off. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Like, look, we're waiting for Jeff to go nuclear when he saw that in the release. But Jeff's sitting there defending it. You know, what I mean, Jeff is sitting there defending. I'm not sure if he's joking or not, but he is defending it, and that's down on record now. Take a screenshot in case this video ever gets deleted, right? Um. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, getting back to the point, if this is something that they can include in, in Power BI, it's, it saves a huge job for them. Your tool gets included, which is rad for you. They can make improvements upon it for the crash and stuff. That means anything that crashes Power BI is a terrifying thing. <laughs> I, I agree. So that's why I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Is it something in my code that I'm doing wrong or is it just, or is it something about they need to maybe fix something in Power BI desktop? It, not the first time I found a bug in Power BI Desktop or even in the DAX engine. So yeah. there was actually, I wrote this one, one of the uh, Excel formulas I wrote, I was trying to replicate Roman. And uh, so okay. basically present Roman numerals. And uh, Marco Russo reached out to me. He's like, hey, don't release this yet. <laughs> it crashes the Power BI query engine and could be used as a denial service attack. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, that's fine, Marco. I won't do that. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that, that's, that's, that's understandable. My God. Yeah. So they fixed a bug within the DAX query engine and the calculation engine. And then I, then I put it out there. So, wow. That's cool. So you helped find a bug. <laughs> I found it. Yeah, I um I, I always said like when people if you'd like doing trainings and stuff or just introducing people to Power BI for the first time, my thing with with Power BI and I never compared to Excel because they're incomparable. But it's like Excel for me crashes frequently, and then you you then you just sort out Excel whatever you kind of you know do you Control Alt Escape sort that out. Excel crashes frequently, but when P Power BI crashes, it takes everything with it. It's like, for me, it's just, that's like a hard crash. It's like, okay, let's just switch the entire thing off and start again, because this is going to get messy. Um, so, yeah, I, it's one thing, it really hasn't happened very often, but when it does, it's just like, oh, shit, this is a terrible situation. Especially when the fact that when you when you restart and it says, okay, there's been a you know an instance where it wasn't saved or whatever you want to, it kind of does that thing, it has to reload the entire data set. And it takes like if it normally takes like a minute and a half, it'll take a, a year and a half instead. I'm not sure what that is all about, but it's it's intense, man. It really is. I hate that so much. <laughs> I, I am glad that they did. They added that auto recovery feature because yeah, back in the day when it would crash, it just just I you know yeah, if you didn't save, it's like oh, they're just went like two hours worth of work. Yeah, yeah. And Power BI made me maybe lazy when it comes to saving because with Excel, I'm like I've moved my cursor, save it. All the time, every time I would, like I'd touch anything, I was like, I looked at a different part of the screen. Save it. This is my me with Excel, but with Power BI, I'm like, yeah, this never crashes. This is rad. And then you, like, no, 
no, that was wrong. And now you're an idiot. And now you're an idiot with three hours of work to do again. Um, and well, God, forbid, God forbid if, you know, like this, you know, like my son, he's 16, he'll be 16 mm. here in June. You know, God forbid if, you know, autosave didn't exist for that generation. Like, could you imagine putting out a program these days where autosave is is not a thing? Yeah. They would never, they, they would lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's always existed for them for everything. I remember I went to university with a guy and um, he, it was like the day before and he had an essay due, we studied history and politics, right? He had a day before his essay was due. Somehow he managed to delete the entire thing. And then he panicked. So instead of like undoing, he saved it. And then it somehow couldn't, I mean, that's what he said to me. Now, now I'm actually saying out loud, it sounds like he just lied and actually didn't do the essay. Um, <laughs> but that was his story anyway. Would I mean, those... <laughs> it happens, man. When I was, uh, I graduated, I actually was a mechanical engineer. That's what I went to school for in college. And I would, the day before the engineering and training test. So you have to, you know, you become a professional engineer. Mm. You take the EIT test and then you take a professional engineering test. Uh, the day before, the calculator I used for like four years broke. And so the only backup I had was literally a calculator that had like add, subtract, you know, multiply and divide. Right. I mean, that was it. That's and so I go into the test, you know, with that calculator and there's some, some easy questions on there. Like, what's the log of this number or whatever? It's like, well, mm -hmm. if I had a calculator that actually had a log function, this would this would be a no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> but I actually passed. I never not that I ever used my engineering degree ever, but uh I went into IT instead. Yeah, I was, I was going to, I thought that story was going to be, so I just like, cre I built a calculator which had a log function or something, but it's, <laughs> I just, I got that question wrong. Oh my God. One second. Nothing caused panic power, but like where it saves your file. Uh, yeah, I hate that as well. Is that just Power BI? Is that everything I find? I do that with, with most things. I have to, normally I have to like save it. I can't find it. And then, I, okay, so I'll just save it again. And this time I'll actually see where the location is. And like, okay, now I know where it is. It's all the time. I do I, Camtasia to this one. I'm not sure. Do you use Camtasia or videos? Every time I make a video of Camtasia, I save it. And then I don't know where it is anymore. It just creates some kind of path. I think it's like part of the mystery if to, is to find where it saved the bloody thing. Um, you, but you, you, so you studied engineering, but you're not an engineer. You're a, you're a Power BI data type expert. Yeah, instead. yeah there's how, a good reason for that. Because when I'm I... curious. Yeah. So when I graduated college, you know, I'm interviewing with all these engineering jobs hmm. and I'd spent four years working on the computer networks and, you know, splicing fiber and doing all kinds of crazy stuff on the computer networks. So I had a cool. good background of that. I had a comp sci minor, but I'm, in, I'm interviewing with all these mechanical engineering places um, like the, the Honda is the, is the good example of this one. I'm interviewing with Honda and they're like, hmm. yeah, so, you know, you know, you know, there's these things called cars exist, right? I'm like, yeah, all right. I get to design some car, a car. I'm like, well, these cars, they have these things called doors, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, I get to design a door for a car. That's okay. You know, well, these, these car doors, they have handles on them. I'm like, okay, designing door handles for cars. And they're like, these door handles, they have this screw that attaches the door handle to the, you know, the door. And that's what you'll <laughs> be doing for the next four or five years. You're going to be designing those screws, you know, that go into that door handle that attaches to the door that attaches to the car. I'm like, nope. Not for yeah. me. <laughs> like, so I had, I also interviewed with like computer, you know, networking mm. firms and things like that. I went to work for a small professional services firm. And, you know, mm. two years later, I'm designing global email systems for like Owens Corning and Yellow Freight and Disney and stuff like that. So it's like better. <laughs> yeah. Sounds. But on the, on the other hand, now the entire car industry has missed out on perhaps potentially one of the most groundbreaking screws that has ever existed <laughs> in, in, i'm sure somewhere in the multiverse right there's a universe where cars look different because of this screw invented by greg Deckler. what are you gonna do oh, yeah it's either that or a bunch of uh, door handles fall off you know after like <laughs> another year you know because i put the wrong one in i don't know because you were so bored like this sucks so hard i'm not gonna <laughs> Honda do this is out of business because of you know multi it's just you know recall massive recall on every door oh you know? man <laughs> love it yeah that's a fair point <laughs> oh excuse me um so instead of that we got uh potentially Amazing quick measures. I, I once said, but but can we get this? Can can an average person just go and get your 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 quick measures and just start using it? Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I've uh, so I developed. Uh, there's, there's I already covered quick measure. You know, Mushkukum and then metadata. 
mm. uh, mechanic. I also have power sort, which basically automatically finds uh, sort by columns. So it go, you know, basically you can run it across your entire model, and it, you can it does some pattern matching and that sort of stuff, and tr you know tries to figure out sort by columns. But plus, it allows you to manually set or unset them. Um, and then, you know, you hit click a button and boom, all your sort by columns are set. Um, because, you know, like if you have like these wide date tables, you might have like 20 or, or even 30 different columns that need sort by columns set on yeah. them. So then that can be it's a pain if you have to do that every yeah. time you create a new data model. So Damn. anyway, so, yeah, they're That's all out the, uh, in GitHub. They're not open source. They're free, not open source. <laughs> I won't get into my views on open source. <laughs> oh no! Please do. This is what I, you can't say that. And like, yeah, I have strong opinions, <laughs> but I'm not going to share them. <laughs> no, but I mean, they're so they're out there in GitHub. You can go out to uh, GitHub G Deckler, and then it's right now it's it's renamed Microsoft Hearts Greg's Quick Measures. Okay. Um, because I'm going on the Power BI Community Show next week, and they they Microsoft is it's a big no no to having the word hate anywhere near Microsoft. So ah, fair enough. right now it's rebranded at the moment. So, but well, I want, you can have you can have Microsoft hearts Greg Deckler or, or, or Greg, and then but I, but I want another website that Greg hates open source. I just wanted <laughs> this is that's called oh. my LinkedIn page. I have so many articles, <laughs> so many articles on on my my. Yeah, you know, just how much I don't like open source, and and of course when I write things, you know, like calcu hate, uh, you know, and I about how much I hate calcu hate or how much you know. I wanted to bring that well, up. Well, time yeah. intelligence being the fifth horseman of the apocalypse, that one's true, but you know, time intelligence functions, but right. that's absolutely accurate. But most of my blog articles are, you know, they're written from a perspective to be funny and you know, and, and provide a different take, kind of a contrarian take on things. Wait, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't want to like move through this like step by step. And I got all these these, these comments. I'm not like I can't multitask. And I've got like calculate. I definitely want to mention. I think Greg, I think Jeff mentioned that as well. Time and intelligence. I didn't know about. I didn't know about this thing about time and intelligence. So one second. Let let but let's let's start the start or start in the middle, whatever. Um, calculate. I read a bit about this and I thought it was fantastic because, well, yeah, fair enough. What's that about? Please please unpack calculate. I mean, the basic concept behind Calculate is like, and like when I first started DAX, you know, I think everybody kind of gloms on to Calculate um, and overuses Calculate. Like I've literally yeah. seen, you know, where people will write a DAX measure where it's Calculate some, some column end, right? And it's like, well, what do you, what in the world is yeah. the, the yeah. use of the Calculate there? There's no yeah. reason for it. Hmm. <laughs> you know, so everybody kind of, I think, starts there and overuses it. But I never really was able to solve hard problems in DAX until I, until I, got rid of using calculate and just okay. said okay i'm not gonna use calculate i'm going to think in tables and, and use iterator functions you know and these kind of summarize summarize columns add columns you know max xx and all of that sort of stuff and then i could really start to solve really hard problems in dax and until i kind of broke myself out of like thinking calculate is the silver bullet for everything mm. um you know i really couldn't do that plus calculate is a really complicated intricate function there's a lot of nuance to that function where if you and i and that was one of the things that always frustrated frustrated me about it when i was first learning dax was like i swear i'm doing this the exact same way you know as this mm. other measure over here but it works mm. completely differently and it's like oh yeah it's because of this weird thing that calculate does and how it goes about and you know how it actually works and everything so it's just drove me nuts um mm. so yeah not that i don't use calculate not that calculate is not a core necessary function within and has its uses or whatever but you know sometimes you just need to break yourself out of certain patterns yeah. think differently i've heard that before somewhere i don't remember um yeah but it, it's a fair part I, I actually when i first started there with dax i would i would do as you mentioned i would start with calculate no matter what I was writing to calculate some and that was the end and my my logic was it's <laughs> made sense then if i think about it it's like if i need to add anything in the future i can just do it because the calculate's already there the fact that I could just always have added the calculate didn't really occur to me. I was like, I'm being so prepared right now. This is such <laughs> dynamic forward thinking. I'm like, no, man, he's being an idiot is what you've been. Um, <laughs> just over it, that's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's completely redundant thing, just sitting there waiting for someone to use it. Um, but yeah, it's a fact. When you explain it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. that's calculate hate. The DAX, the time intelligence functions, I that's think those functions have caused more misery for people 
just because you know they are set up and i think calculate is also this way calculate you know it assumes like a star schema like every data model that's out there has a perfect star schema you know and, mm. and so it always you know this is always the right way of doing it and this always works and i have yet to see a production power bi data set i swear that that is a perfect star schema i mean it just i don't think they exist um i think they're just fictional theory things that you know that are exist in adventure works databases you know i <laughs> can can i just say i'm so pleased you said that because every time i'm like what is wrong with me why can't i get why can't i have a report that just, it's like my data set never has this perfect star schema so i'm, I'm really happy that because it's more complex than that most like, most real world data is yeah Okay. Yeah. That makes but sense. time, time intelligence functions, they make so many assumptions. The mm. first being a Gregorian year, right? Well, mm. how common is, you know, a fiscal year within, you know, so if you start with a fiscal year, the DAX time intelligence functions are useless, you know, right off the mm. bat. And mm. how, so how many, how useless are they for how many companies that are out there? And yeah. then they just, they make certain assumptions about how they work. There's a ton of nuances. They're mm. super complicated. So yeah, in the, I forget what I to bleep with time intelligence. I think was the name of the, the blog <laughs> article, <laughs> and uh, and it, it basically says that they're the fifth horseman of the apocalypse. And it actually goes on to provide DAX calculations for the, you know that do what the time intelligence mm. functions do. But I've always found it better because I had wrote an article a long time ago about DAX about time intelligence the hard way, and mm. it basically did it manually within DAX and said you know because like the I think it was like year to date or something it would mm. like. I forget what it was, but it's like just just do it manually. It's just filters. That's all yeah. these these functions really are, just yeah. filter functions. Yeah, I created a, a report recently, and I had this issue where the year didn't start. The year it started like sometime in September, and I was thinking I was doing this. Like, would it not be possible just for some kind of place where I can just select where my year starts and everything changes based on that? If I say okay at this report. This is where my year starts. Just like select it, write it, type it, enter it somewhere, and then everything changes based on that. That has to be doable. Again, coming from the person who knows very little about how to do any of that that I just said, but I'm like, I will say it has to be doable. It would be so helpful just to say, okay, this report, the report sends on that date is where the year starts. That'd be so cool. It would say. Yeah, so I mean, I've, I've got a DAX calculations. It's a four four five calendar in DAX. It allows you to kind of do what you're saying. It says, you know, pick what week you're you, you know, your fiscal year starts on and what, you know, week, day of the year it starts, the day of the week it starts on, and then just generates the 445 calendar for you. And just, you know, mm -hmm. everything's, you know, all of your fiscal months and all your weeks and all that stuff's correct, right? But yeah. there's also, I've seen a bunch of Power Query ones. E Enterprise DNA has a great um, uh, Power Query. I forget who it was written by, but um, it's fantastic Power Query that generates a date table and it's, it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I just I know you can do it with the, with the calendars. I just maybe I'm just thinking of the, the laziest possible way I can think of, where it's just literally just clicking. It's like if I had a ca calendar, like I'm thinking like a visual. If I calendar, just click on that date. That's where it all starts. So yeah, it's it's possible for sure. But yeah, time intelligence is is, is tricky. I always just think of it in, in terms of very standard. I mean, for me, when it comes to the time intelligence or anything date related that upsets me the most, it's like ISO year, like. <laughs> I hate it. Like, just get over it. It's just less days. So there's more days here. There's less days there. Oh, oh yes, your sales are going to be out by three days. Get over it. It's three days. You're going to be all right. You're not going to go bankrupt for three days. Um, drives me crazy. It's like, do you have to be that precise? You can't have it. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I still don't know if I, I still don't know if it's actually documented in the DAX document that WeekNum supports like ISO, you know, ISO dates. I think it's 21. Mm -hmm. It actually is like the, just like the Excel function, you know. It's I forget. There's there's actually a parameter you can tell it, and it gives you the ice. It gives you the ISO weak numbers. Yeah, this is good. this is a good point. By uh, anyway, that's funny, man, because that, that was actually a. So we wrote a program when I was in college, and yeah, they had to give us. They gave us the calculation for Easter because we were writing a calendar program, and it was like the count. The, the calculation for Easter is insane. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Easter is the stupidest holiday. I'm sorry. I get it. It's nice, but it's like pick a date. All right. Just, oh just, no! <laughs> it's like it's the moon or something. It's like it's like the only holiday, surely, that I know of where the, the, anyone cares about the moon. So basically, 
if you can get calculated, if you know when the moon's going to happen, happen to the moon or whatever, then you can do the calculation. That should get some kind of astrological chart or whatever, and then you then you're good to go. I may have I to know. tackle. I might have to tackle Easter the Easter Dax function. That would be a that cool would, one. That would be a challenge. <laughs> you could do that some kind of this. Uh, yeah, one of these weekly Dax Dax or Power BI challenges. Just make it like ridiculously tough. Show me Easter <laughs> for the next ten years. Okay. <laughs> I I suppose actually. I mean. Yeah, okay, no, that would be it's cheating. If you connect to a data source, what actually has I had this uh, connecting to a data source that has all the all the calendar, the um, the holidays, the vacation days, whatever you want to call them, for that year. That's the easiest way of doing it. But to do actually do it without a cheat, yeah, I of course have no idea. I leave it to the experts. I have to create an is Easter Dax function. I is created Easter. an is leap year, I think Dax function. So which yeah. is more complicated than than it's not every four years, right? There's you know then there's like the the hundreds and the four hundreds and all that sort of stuff you have to account for. It's it's actually more complicated than people people oh, think it is. Oh really? Yeah, it's like if it's divisible by four, but not if it's divisible by a hundred. You know, if it's divisible by a hundred, it's not a leap year. I okay. forget all the rules, but yeah, it's actually more complicated. <laughs> Again, my my, my I, this for me falls into that whole ISO week thing. We should just make every year the include the point two five. So like that's when the next year starts, and just like really get confused. Imagine how how difficult time intelligence would be then. Well, I also were, created a, I created a, the Dalai Lama calendar, the Dalai Lama Kung Fu calendar. That was Bikram Shambhat. So there, that's a whole other okay. like uh, um, Tibetan calendar. I created that. That one's out there in the Quick Measure Gallery too. That's pretty cool. I, I was as I was doing my 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 usual um, Connect Live pre pre guest stalk. I was looking through all your stuff and uh, not all of it. That'd be like too much. That'd be a bit weird. Um, some of your stuff. And I found a, a dinosaur report. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. I'm just going to show my kids that. One. They'd love what? that. Oh, yeah. That was a cool. That was a fun report. I think I, there was a contest that, that uh, when back when the community site used to do contests. Yeah. Um, that was a that was a contest submission I put in for like an it was like an educational one. So. Yeah, I found a. I found a. I don't know how how it took me like four years to create a dinosaur Power BI report because when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a paleontologist, right? And probably when I retire, I'm going to move out west and go, you know, dig up dinosaur bones or something. I don't know, but I always wanted to do it. So, <laughs> so I'm like, man, how did this take me four years to think to think of this? Yeah. So yeah, I found like an online dinosaur database and sucked in a bunch of information from it, and then. Yeah, that was that was a fun report to do. It's good fun. I read once that you don't know as much about dinosaurs as when you're eight years old or when you have an eight-year-old. These are the two. It's, it's true. The kids when they go through the dinosaur. I remember when I was when I was that age. I remember like sitting down with a friend and instead of like going out and like the playground and stuff, we'd like literally just get books in the library and like read all these facts about dinosaurs and we'd like write a dinosaur. Make myself like, sound like such a nerd, but I am a nerd, so it's okay. And like write down like a dinosaur report which is essentially taking the facts from the books and actually just write them in our own books so that was kind of like photocopying but slower um hey man how you going mate um so yeah it's a cool report i created a report for my kids it was just like a solar system one with all like the planets and stuff and all the pictures and i used it um i forget what i used like a like a, a plot so the size of the planet i had the size of the planet and the plot was based on the silk was based on all the different sizes of planets that was pretty fun to make that was quite, uh, pretty yeah. good fun I like the science-based ones, the you know, science-based yeah. Power BI reports. Those are good. Those are fun things to create. That's a really. I'm pleased you mentioned that because, again, I saw something I've never seen before: ray tracing, ray tracing with DAX. Well, <laughs> it's mad. I've never seen anyone even go any, anywhere near that. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah, um, well, I, I've been doing some fractal work. Uh, some work with fractals, and you know, using DAX and using Power Query and that. Um, it basically representing like the Mandelbrot fractal and other other basically a bunch of different kind of fractals and everything. And there was a, there was some great jokes in there about mathematicians because you know mathematicians and engineers you know butt heads. So so yeah. So then I got done with that and uh, and I was like, huh, I had written this ray tracing program as like a senior project in when I was in college or whatever. So I'm like, hey, you know, I wonder if I could do the same thing because it's really just you're just calculating intersections between objects right so you have a circle and you shoot rays you know from a camera and you see and then it's just math and whether you mm -hmm. whether or not that ray intersects that object right so mm -hmm. so yeah i just i wrote it in the real basic one <laughs> text just to see if i could do it i love the way in that article you also mentioned by the way that it's probably the sort of thing that you'd never actually have to do in uh, with dax it's one of the things that you probably never actually have to do but 
it's fun to do anyway. And I, I do maintain that those sort of projects are the best projects that you don't have to do them. And so I just posted the link there to your, your ray tracing uh, article. You don't have to do them. Like it's not, never the sort of thing. It's a top 10 things you need to know with DAX, ray tracing. It's like, uh, no, but it's great to, to do that sort of thing. You can learn a lot. I mean, I'm not sure if you learned anything when you did that, um, but you can learn a lot. And it's just kind of like, it's just another reason to like open a PBX and kind of like mess around and say, oh, okay, I can do this. I can um, have another little little fun project to do. Yeah, I probably do too many of those, but <laughs> but I yeah. like to do. I like I mean, you know, and everybody, I get I get some flack from different at different times about you know because I I I write so much DAX and they're like, well, you shouldn't be doing that in DAX. It's you should be doing that in Power Query, this and that. And I actually have a blog article about that topic. Um, but it's like, yeah, but it's it's fun to see if I can do it in DAX. Yeah, you know? I get that. Well, you shouldn't yeah. be writing a four four count four four five calendar in DAX. But what mm -hmm. the heck. <laughs> I am one of the people who would say that, to be honest, be like, you bring me the whole thing, but you can do that. You can make that easier with M and Power Query, which is true. But I only say it because my DAX just isn't good enough. So I'm like, oh, I could do this. Like, you know what? Let's not do that and make a fool of myself. Actually, just let's just do it and, uh, and create a flag in Power Query. And then, uh, then I have my DAX based on the flag, something like that. You know, it's, I say it all the time. I should stop doing that and improve my DAX, but I can't see it happening anytime soon. Uh, you know, we can all improve on things. I should improve my power query. So <laughs> there you go. Well, together we're the perfect team or oh, something <laughs> like that anyway. Uh, I've been making my way through so much stuff in the past. I was out of um, Deneb type stuff for like a week and a half and just focusing on actually doing the job that I'm paid to do, which I think is reasonable. Um, and I came back into it and... I was starting to get to the point where the documentation wasn't really including what I needed to have anymore. Like, you know, instead of, I think I was telling you before, if you look at the documentation for a lot of Vega light, it's like, you know, uh, if you're using this on your X axis, like your date, for example, this is how you do it. But it's always just like the year is the X axis. So like, it's not that often you create a report and all you want to see is just the year. No, no deeper analysis. I was going through, I was like, how the hell I've got like 15 pages open, stealing a little bit of code from there, stealing a little bit, bit of code from there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a project, but I learned something and yeah, I can put it on my CV at some point in case anyone cares about that sort of thing. Yeah, that's on, that's on my list of things to, to take a look, closer look at is that Deneb stuff because it looks super cool. It's um, good fun. It's good fun. Actually, maybe someone, like I, so, uh, someone asked me what's the difference between Deneb and Charticulator and I really didn't think I could give them like a, a full answer. Because I haven't used Charticulator very much. I just found it more like menu-based, you know? And uh, so for, for me, Deneb was more, you know, a bit more bespoke, uh, if, if you will. So I, yeah. I, it's, it's great you had to have to have the option, but I, have, I can't answer questions like that. Because then I have to learn about Charticulator. And if I haven't learned Charticulator, I haven't got time to learn about Deneb. And I haven't, I haven't got that many hours, to be honest. I need some point to sleep or just kind of watch some Netflix or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, Charticulator, I, I used to mess around with it when it was brand new, and it was like, you know, this is going to take me a month to figure out how to, how to learn the, how to use this mm. thing. It's way easier to just go out and grab a, a custom visual from the app store yeah, and just use that. Pay for it, exactly. <laughs> just go get some Zebra BI or something. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll do, no problem. A license. Get like 15 Zebra licenses instead. Save them some time. Yeah, I don't know. I'd usually at some point, just a bit, usually at some, I'd, I'd say some kind of question along the lines of what's missing um, from Power BI that you would really like to be, have included. But I feel that's like actually being 95% of the conversation this time when you talk about your. Um, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm got a terrible memory. I can't remember names, never mind acronyms like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So somebody mentioned that it's like, uh, it's like, sounds, sounds Yiddish. <laughs> true yes actually <laughs> i think i was actually in the chat when someone mentioned that i was like it's a good point to uh yeah charticulate makes dax look easy i'm pleased i'm not the only one who feels i just I, I i it's one of those things i kind of opened it and i played around with it and i was like i'm not feeling this so i closed it again and i thought maybe i just didn't put in the effort maybe i was like uh, i wrote it off too quickly i didn't give enough time so when someone says that sort of thing if Charticulator makes DAX look easy, then Charticulator is just not for me. So there you go. Yeah. It's, yeah. The other, what's the other one that was really cool, but really had a learning curve was Sandance. I don't know if you ever messed around with the Sandance. Never tried this one, no. Yeah. It's a custom visual. It's really super cool. And I, you know, I've actually was able to get it to work in, you know, for certain situations, but it's actually, it's almost like, uh, 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it gives you like a, it's like a 3D bar chart, you know, of, you know, I don't know. It's really cool, but Sandance is in super, super nifty, but it, there's a definite learning curve to that visual. Yeah. And I think, I suppose it depends on what you want to achieve, right? I mean, for me, you can do, if you can do, create an entire report out of something, which for me, I think with Dan, would be pretty much, you don't have to, but you pretty much can. Okay, then I can put the effort in and then, I can maybe create some stuff that if you have an idea in your head of what you want to create, right? I mean, this is what people say all the time when I stand by. If you know what, what your end goal is, it's much easier to learn something than just kind of like clicking and thinking, oh, if I do that, maybe that'll happen. And because you, you create a number of reports and, this, and the same things like, but can't you create this sort of visual? Why can't you create that? I was like, you just can't, okay? It's not in the Microsoft box, so I can't create. You, there's always your little hacks and your, your, your bugs, and your bugs, quite, yeah, your hacks and your, your workarounds that you can um, play and make um, Power BI videos for. But still, um, if you have something where you just know, okay, all these requests that I've had in the past like, year and a half, and I realized the other day, a matrix that's actually responsive, so you just drag and make it bigger, the columns all change the size that you want them. It's a beautiful thing. I would use yeah. Denner just for that, to be honest, just to have a, a, a matrix that behaves like a normal matrix. It's ridiculous. I mean, seriously. But, you know, I haven't got matrixes that do that, but, you know, pie charts and a, and a, and a map. No, I, mean, so. I think I think Microsoft's, but I think that's one of the best things Microsoft's done with Power BI is, is just made it such an open yeah. platform, you know, creating custom connectors, create custom visuals, create custom external tools. I mean, I just think, you know, all of that just just is phenomenal. They've just, you know, they've they've kind of it's like a force multiplier, right? Now they don't have just their development team working on it. Yeah. They've got, you know, you know, all these other developers out there like creating these cool, super cool stuff for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now that's a, it's it's a very awesome thing. Um Yes, I'm actually working on that. It always takes me like two weeks to make a video because I'm slow. Um, but yeah, that'll that that that'll appear soon. Don't worry. But yes, you're quite right. It's it's that is the huge benefit. They, you know, it takes a long time to get approved to get into this, which is a good thing to get your visual there in the in the store gallery, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yes, it saves them a lot of time and effort and our annoying request, can you please create this? Or they, or they release something awesome. But this very small thing that I wanted isn't there. And it's not like, like when they created this, the 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 um, the page navigation, which I still refuse to use because you can't say don't show drill through pages. And for that, it just renders it completely useless. Um, so, I mean, in my use case, because everyone assumes that their use cases are the same as everyone else's cases. So I'm like, it's completely useless. It's like, well, it's not. It's just you can't use it for some of the reports that you create. Calm down, Ben. Yeah, actually, I actually did include the Navigator stuff in. Uh, I'm working on the next book is Mastering Power BI Second Edition. So that one I'm chugging through because it's a beast. Uh, but I actually wow. included some stuff about navi the Navigator. And that's I'm thinking, I'm like, I've never used this. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I've used it on a couple of reports. It's awesome, other than the fact that I had to hide three buttons behind a visualization because they're my drill through pages. And it means every time I add a page to the report, which doesn't happen so often, but sometimes I have to adjust the thing because, of course, a new button appears. So then the buttons that I'm hiding behind the visualization, it's like, this is not the way to be working. Like, hide, if you're hiding stuff behind visualizations, then it's just, it's just not... Um, what if, what if you created a bookmark for each page and then use the navigator bookmark? So that way you you have control over what 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 appears. <laughs> I yeah uh, right. I, I I'm not gonna gonna do that. Yeah, you, you, but right. This is a good point. However, then that's like Microsoft going backwards because it used to be you had to create a bookmark for each page. Page and like I have to do that anymore because now we have page navigation. It's like oh we have a page navigator, but it doesn't work. So now you got to create a bookmark for each page. Are you happy? I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, the slicer navigator. Yeah, yeah. What the slicer navigator? The slicer is he? Yeah. I don't know. That is. I don't, it, 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 Jeff, explain, expand. I feel foolish. The slicer, the one where you have to press go. If, oh, it's it's some kind of joke that I don't understand. It's fine. I'm not sure. <laughs> is that a custom? Because that a custom visual? Someone was was it Jeff who says it would be great if you're um you could have a drop down so it kind of behaves like a slicer so you. Like a, like a drop-down slicer, but when you click on it, it navigates to the next page. That would actually go. be very cool because that would save a lot of space. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure, like, 
the user would have to get, yeah, okay, it's not a joke. I understand what you mean now, Jeff, sorry. I think I do anyway. Um, the users might be confused because they wouldn't see the list of pages, but it's not actually that difficult to, um, to get used to. A dynamic navigator. I don't know. I'll have to look about that. I don't know what, I don't know what they mean. Yeah, I think it's called uh, apps, right? I mean, I mean, if you're if you're following the according to Hoyle, the way you should be distributing Power BI yeah. you know, reports, you know, it's you should be using apps, and then you can control what you know what, what's in the navigation, what's not. Yeah. Oh my god, we're on a whole different subject now. My god, <laughs> look, they built something like that, but it sucked. If it sucked, then I'm not going to learn about it again. It's a waste of time. It sucked. I'll just take your word for it. It's a, it's a dynamic navigator. They built it and it sucked, so I'm not going to use it. So it's a, I, I don't need another navigation campaign that sucks. So yeah, there you go. Oh, man, this was fun. Um, we're five minutes over. Sorry, Matt. I always say 45 minutes, but it always goes to longer. I should I should lie less when I send out the invites. Hey, no, 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 no worries. It's, I think this is my last video call for the day. Ah, fair enough. So I it just I, I, I had just these notes. You you have something um, when I talk about acronyms and stuff. You also have a camel pug, which I thought was quite amusing, by the way. You C-A-M-L-P-U-G. So all the little power user groups is pug, but you managed to combine a, combine a camel and a pug, and you have a, a camel pug. Do you, do you still run the camel pug? Yes, yes, but I have not had a meeting this year yet. So that's probably okay. the first one's going to be in April. You know, and it's cool. just been it's just been too many things going on between my, you know, the things I actually get paid for to do, you know, my job. And then, you know, with all of the books and that I write on the weekends and then, yeah. You know, the coding is on the weekends and all of that. So it's just too many things going on. I just haven't had time to, to like, okay, yeah, I got to get my user group together. We got to get going because, again, it was all get all messed up. You know, I, we, we, we met every every month for like three or four years, wow. you know, and then COVID happened and it just, you know, we kind of fell out. I, once you fall out of the rhythm, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, yeah. all right, <laughs> got to get back into it. Yeah. There's so many, so many sentences and conversations that kind of include then COVID happened these days, right? So I think we all, we all understand what happened there. All good. <laughs> anyway, mate, I'll let you, I'll let you get away and relax and have a well-earned whatever coffee, tea, beer, whatever you have at the end of your day. Um, it's been awesome talking to you. Really enjoyed yeah, great, it. Great fun, Ben. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, people in the chat asking questions especially people who agreed with what I said. That's always fun. Um, thank you very much. Back next week at Thursday with another Greg. Um, that was confusing to me when I sent out the invites. Almost got that wrong. All my emails, which always go to people's spam because Microsoft is trying to tell me something. I appreciate you helping me get around that, around that hurdle, uh, hurdle. All my emails go to spam. If I ever promise to send you an email, anyone, you don't get it, it's in your junk or spam. So sorry for that. Anyway, absolute pleasure. It was very good fun. Learned a lot. Looking forward to trying to remember how to say or whatever. Um, but more importantly, they're actually using the tool and I hope it gets there in Power BI as an official product. That'd be very cool because we need more stuff like that. Uh, anyone else, thank you very much. It's been fun. I uh, shall see you all next week and take care.